my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. Show me what you got. Is it too late to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars? You can say that Dream. and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, uh, mighty Isis. And here we Go. Guys, how's it going? How you doing? What's up? Oh, hey. 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 Same energy as the first intro, which is now. Stop. You don't need to... You don't need to... <laughs> You know what, Sandwich? You killed. Yeah. You killed. You're killing the moment. What you're moment? Killing the moment. You're pulling back the curtain. You're. you're you we, know. We love to pull this, back the. We love to pull back the curtain. No, here everyone thinks this show runs smoothly. It does run smoothly, as smooth as falling down a cliff looks. L- l- <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> God damn it! I hate when the kids got a point. You know, yeah. we we He's try to get wrong. we try to get away with things. Dom, you you, you know what? Sandwich, I bet you were the kid who reminded the teacher about homework assignments on Friday. Miss that- um, Jones, you didn't collect the homework assignment. No, I, actually, actually. Miss Jones, you said uh, that we were going to have a pop quiz today. I just want you to forget. You, you, you said odds and evens, not just the evens this time. <laughs> that sandwich. Listen, that- listen, I figured you could just edit me out anyways. You have the power of producer. Yeah, but I, I am only the simple third chair. You're not the simple third chair, sir. You're you're just the third chair. Okay, do not say oh, the simple. That's okay, not let's true. Let's not, you know, let's not inflate his ego, Nick. Let's just, you know, let's keep it you going. Mean more than just a simple let's third just, chair. Let's leave it where it's comfortable. Okay, all right. He thinks he's a simple third chair. Let's not rock the boat, boys. Welcome to episode <laughs> six hundred and four of uh, Geek Stuff TNG. Uh, we haven't named the episode yet, but that's fine. There's plenty of time. Um, hopefully, everyone had a great week. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the last episode that we did, by the way, uh, with our tribute to uh, Chadwick Boseman. We spent a lot of work on that and uh, um, you know, told a lot of personal stories. So hopefully, uh, you know, the folks at home uh, enjoyed everything. So Yes. Um, yeah, so there's that. And uh, also, over the last week or so, I saw uh, a bunch of things. You know, I want to go into my usual routine, if you guys don't mind. Uh, in yes. terms of things I've watched. So the Squeeze and I, we went to the Warwick Drive-In in lovely Warwick, New, uh, New York, uh, which I found out also has a orchard and I believe it was a vineyard that was across the street. So that's just Ooh. spelling trouble for the next time I go up there. Nice. But Did for, you score? Uh, it's the only thing anyone wants to know. I, I scored um, uh, popcorn. Um we so saw, nowadays? We saw, I'm, I'm saying no. I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. We okay. saw a double feature of Unhinged, the Russell Crowe movie that came, oh, at least dropped a few months ago. 
Okay. Which was a Let me rephrase my question. Mm -hmm. How much of the movies did you actually see? We saw the, we saw all of the movies. I see. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. Get your mind out of the gutter. Uh so we saw Unhinged, which was a surprisingly good movie. Um you know, action, thriller, suspensey kind of uh thing. Which uh, I would not have seen otherwise, but I'm kind of glad I did. It was a, it was a very good, intense movie. And Bill and Ted um, faced the music, which was the main reason we went to the theater, the theater. Okay. Um, I think there's actually another week for the embargo for the movie. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yep. So okay, so we'll wait on that. All I will say is that I enjoyed it immensely, outside of one major issue, uh, which I guess I mm. will have to save for next week. Um, but I will definitely recommend anyone check out the Warwick Drive-In. Really good stuff. Uh, so I heard Bridget Lundy Payne was excellent. That is the girl, the woman who played um, Keanu's daughter. I heard that she really nailed like an 80s Keanu. Oh, she she absolutely did. She absolutely yeah. nailed it. That's, that's not even the, a Literally, that's the one thing I've heard about the movie. Yeah. So. Uh, the other things I saw, Justice League Dark, that movie, I thought was uh, a nice kind of, I wanted kind of like a sci-fi-y kind of film, and it kind of fit. What the, the most recent one? That came out in 2018? I think it's I just made that one. The animated movie? Something like yeah, that? Maybe 17? Yeah. They, they they did one recently. It was like Apocalypse Wars, I think. I believe it I heard was. okay about that. Um, It was good. It was a nice, fun film. Uh, I saw the first four episodes. I think it was the first four episodes of Cobra Kai, which is on Netflix, which dropped this weekend. Yeah, um, season one. Season one. And, okay, um, he'll catch you now. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah, no, one and two is on. I asked if he was wa if he watched episodes one through four of season one. I which I yes, yeah, so that's what I watched. Yes. Yeah. So you're playing catch up on that. Yes, which was okay. uh, phenomenal. It's a phenomenal show. Uh, the Agreed. one the one thing I will say is uh, a buddy of mine went to give me shit saying. Uh, you know, I told you this was really good. You should have seen them uh, years ago, like I did, blah, and kind of like, you know, kind of almost like taking ownership for it. Which, and then, which I said, like, well, didn't you illegally download it? Uh, so you didn't have to pay YouTube, which is why the sh one of the one of the reasons the show got canceled. Uh, yeah. Which he did not have much of a response to that. Um, which is the show I love when people complain about something being canceled, but they never actually tried spending their money on it. So yeah. That, that's always always interesting fight and another uh, bonus show kind of topic. And of course. The Boys, the yes. first three episode of The Boys, and all I can say is we have something to look to forward towards on Fridays for for quite a bit right now. Exactly. Um, I phenomenal. Can't say anything, I guess. Take it away from Kevin. Nope. Phenomenal. Can't say shit. Yeah. So I'm 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 also doing. I, I I decided before diving into The Boys season two, I wanted to rewatch season one. It's eight episodes. It's not that big a deal. But I finished it yesterday. I started watching the first episode of season two, but I haven't gotten through it yet. All so I, I and all I will say is there was like a little mini recap at the very beginning of the first episode. Yes. Um, by the end of the third episode, I was like, shit, I, I kind of wish I rewatched the first season. Going That's kind of so my thought going in because there are a lot of characters in that show and a lot of stuff went on in eight episodes of season one. It's very fast. It's a very fast paced kind of fun show, yeah. even when it's being slow, like there's a lot kind of happening yeah. at the same time. So Kev, I think you, you know, you, you chose the correct route. That's what I would have done if I had a, a redo on this. Um, so I'm going to probably, I'll probably finish season two eps one, two and three, probably the next day or so. Okay. Um, 
There'll be, but a TV show is a week embargo. So we could talk about episodes one, two, and three next week if we really wanted to. Yeah, I yeah. think we, I um, think we can. I'm watching Cobra Kai one and two again because three is coming mm-hmm. next so year. I wanted to get. I thought it was soon. Is I saw 21? a thing. I saw a thing that said coming 2021 for season three. Oh, okay. Well, then I don't have to pressure myself. I thought it was sooner than that. I thought it was um, two. And I also, um, I also took the time to sit down and uh, rewatch or watch, depending on which movie. I watched the M Night Shyamalan superhero trilogy. I saw the first um, two in that trilogy, which I really liked. And the third one, the third one is the icing on that cake. Is it really? Yeah. And I hadn't seen, that was the one, I I had seen Unbreakable, obviously, a hundred years ago when it came out. I saw Split. I did not see it in the theater. I was okay not seeing it in the theater. Um, I did not get to see Glass in the theater either. However, I did watch Glass. I watched that last night, as a matter of fact, and it was brilliant brilliant and just as a quick sort of a you know i'm not gonna give anything away and there's no embargo on this but so i could but i won't the you know i think what's important to say is that this is another example sort of of christopher nolan's impact on the superhero on superhero movies okay because what you you know what you have is a movie unbreakable that he did in the year 2000 um and they don't make a sequel to that movie until split which is 15 years later right 2015 they did the sequel and then 2018 2019 was glass um so 15 years later all of these superhero movies have come out and you know christopher nolan you know dark and and all that stuff has come out and I like what M. Night Shyamalan did. What he did was he discussed both the genre in Glass and he discussed, you know, how to make, you know, in a way, how to really create superhero movies that are based in reality. Um, and that's really all mm-hmm. I want to say about it, especially if you if you guys haven't seen it. Have you seen any of those, Sandwich? Uh, I've seen Unbreakable. I've seen bits of Split. I didn't finish it, not because I didn't yeah. want to. It just I've, something yeah. came up, and then I haven't seen Glass. You I kind of what happened in Glass. Need to watch them. Unbreakable, Split, and Glass. You need to watch those. And you, Mister uh, Mister Mayhem, uh, you should definitely watch Glass. I think it will really. I think it, as a complete item, as a complete series, I thought Glass was maybe the best one of the three of them. It, it was that was the third one. That's the third one. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's the I, and, and and just for the record, it, it's not like I I, I didn't av- I haven't avoided the movie. It's just that you know I, no, I no. bought the first. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm just saying that I do want to get it eventually. It's one of those yeah. things where I, I own the first two movies, so like I'll get it when it's on sale or something like that to to check it out. So. um uh, yeah, it's but, on a lot of. It's I. I can't. Remember, I think I watched it on HBO Max. I don't know if you have that or not. I do not have HBO um, Max. Okay, but I, I'm pretty sure that's where where uh, I watched it. Um, but uh, but that said, I watched the that that series of movie. And then the only other thing that I want to talk about uh, 
having watched, I just watched like an hour ago. Uh, so I want to give Sandwich the opportunity if there's anything he's been watching to share before we launch into that. I mean, I watched thing. The Boys. Um, I've begun watching, do you guys know Lucifer? I don't know if you really follow that I show. Know, the, the, oh, yeah, I, it's another one that I want to actually binge at some point. Same so here. I began watching the new season. I didn't really get much into it because I kind of was doing it as I was getting ready to leave for work this morning. Um, I like Lucifer. I didn't. I, I watched the first couple seasons when it was like airing, but what sucked is it was on like major networks, so there was like twenty episodes of content, mm-hmm. but really ten episodes of story. But what's good with Netflix is it's, it's ten episodes of story now. It's and no filler. Right. You know what I mean? So last season was good that it, when it was on Netflix. So I heard good things about this season. Uh, I don't really know anyone personally who's watched it. I just know people have been saying about it. My cousin looks good so far. It looks good so far, and I always liked it as a concept. Like, as, like, the devil just kind of hanging out on Earth, <laughs> owning a club just sounds cool to me. <laughs> so, I want to catch up on that. And then, beyond that, um, nothing else, really. Uh, I binge-watched The Boys, like I said, <laughs> at work, when I had nothing to do. So, that was fun. Good. But beyond that, that's all I did. You know, that meat doesn't cut itself. I mean, if there's no butchers and we're clean, then I don't have to cut anything. What's great is we got this new guy who loves to clean like three hours early. So that means I have three hours to do nothing and get paid for. Nice. So the thing I watched an hour ago, which dropped yeah. this morning, which should be a, a an absolute topic of discussion today, is the first full trailer for the Dune remake by Dennis Villeneuve. Ooh, we're talking about that. I like it. Cool. Did you see it, Nick? I, I saw it. Ah, okay, great. Well, let me tell you, uh, I read Dune probably uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, a thousand years ago. I've seen the movie. I've seen the miniseries uh, from sci-fi. Um, I'm kind of a halfway fan of, of all of it. I'm okay. kind of a halfway fan of Dune. I, I halfway sort of liked some of the craziness of the um uh the the what's his name version of the movie in the 80s i liked but n- um just to an extent the miniseries on sci-fi um and, and that sort of thing this trailer just blew me away oh yeah i mean if ever there was a guy who had a style of filmmaking it is dennis villeneuve because all i see all over it is Blade Runner. Like, I mean, in the sense of shot selection, composition, and that's, if you look for that sort of thing, I, I'm a nerd, yeah. film nerd, so I look for those things. But, oh my God, I cannot wait to see this movie on as big a screen as I can fly off of this island and find, because that's <laughs> what's going to have to happen. Um, it looked amazing really truly an amazing i love everything that they kind of uh sort of uh sort of recaptured from the david lynch movie i love sort of the new designs of a lot of things and you couldn't you couldn't cram another piece of talent into this movie there's 85 people with actual names and credits in this movie 
Mm-hmm. Like everybody is in this movie. It's, yeah. it's phenomenal. There's barely a shot in the trailer where you're where you're not like, oh, he's in it. Oh, she's in it. Oh, he's in it. Oh, he's in it. Oh, he's in it. And these are different shots. So I was I was blown away. I just I cannot wait to see this movie. Even as half a fan, I can't wait. Yeah. My as I was watching it again, I, I'm not nearly as versed with it as most people. As I was talking to um on a I think it was on a box in our, our Discord. Um, but, uh, my first thought while watching it, honestly, is like, kind of like what you just ended up before. Like, I love just knowing how things are made and how, like the construction and, and the thought process of, of a lot of things. So my first thought, honestly, was I, I was almost more excited to like one day look at the special features or hear about like the talking behind the scenes about how they constructed things. Uh, kind of like the way we talked last week, uh, or was it last week, about uh, with like Mandalorian, how they kind of built everything on a soundstage bubble, yeah. but made it look like uh, uh, like they were on a remote location. Um, so, I, I mean, it was very seamless, uh, very suspenseful, and just uh, it was a phenomenal trailer all around. I can imagine people are going to, people are flipping out on Facebook and on Twitter. I saw the, some people just, lots of praise. Um, myself, I kind of want to actually kind of dive more into the property and everything. But uh, it looks like good stuff all around. Um, you know, the one thing I just forgot to mention, just really quick, boys, uh, I did forget to mention our uh, our Patreon off the top of the show, as I'm supposed to do. Uh, Patreon.com slash GeekStuffTNG. Uh, for just a buck, you'll be able to get a hold of our Discord service, a little text voice service with us and uh, fellow fans of the show. Uh, for $3, you get the show a day and a half early, which is now going to be Wednesday night since we are changing up things. Uh, you get a sneak peek at the prep sheet uh, as well as a previous perk. For 5 bucks, you get the weekend bonus show, uh, which is going to be usually sandwich. And I, I drop in now and then just for a kind of a, a rant of mine that I want to go to, which is kind of a more of a deep dive on something that I can't do on the main show. Uh, you also get a vintage show of Geek Stuff TNG, which is Kev's big contribution there. Um, Thank you. And for ten dollars, you get the live. You're Instagram welcome. Right You're welcome. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, boys. Let's uh, tie, let's dive into the uh, the actual prep sheet right now uh, about some things. And of course, there's some more um some more heat kind of going around with uh Star Wars uh, as it were. Uh, Daisy Ridley. Uh, she was visiting Josh Gad, who uh, guest hosted Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh, and she talked about uh, her character and how it's going to be a descendant of Obi-Wan Kenobi. She said, quote, at the beginning, they were toying around with an Obi-Wan connection. There were different versions. Then it really went to uh, no one. And then it came to an episode nine and J.J. Abrams pitched me the film as if it was like, oh, yeah, Palpatine is granddaddy, said Ridley. Uh, then two weeks later, he was like, oh, we're not sure now. Uh, so it kept changing. So then even as they were filming, I wasn't sure where the answer was going to be. Um, now, this comes a week after uh, uh, John Boyega was also kind of bashing Star Wars. at this. I don't know if bashing is actually the right term. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, they're, he, he they're crit- talking about it. Yeah, they are they're, talking yeah. about it. Yeah, they're sharing their experiences because they're not under lock and key anymore. True. You know, they have no financial or no, uh, not financial. They obviously have financial, but they, they have no sort of, they can open up contracts or any reasons not to talk. And on the one hand, you have to admire them because they're talking shit against the mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Which could profoundly affect both of their careers. John Boyega has said he doesn't give a crap 
if it affects his career, he's going to say what he feels he needs to say. I don't. I didn't see the Daisy Ridley interview yet. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check that out and read what she's saying. But I mean, there was articles. There was a couple of articles actually out in the last several weeks where she was actually talking about the fact that she hasn't been able to get work. Yeah. Since Star Wars, maybe a couple of things, you know, but not really kind of what you would expect to occur after helming three Star Wars movies over the course of whatever, how many years it is, yeah. six years, eight years, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think those points are really, really interesting. And I'm really, really, um, I'm interested in hearing those perspectives because let's be honest, them movies stunk. Yeah, Those Disney movies stunk. Did they stink as bad as the prequels? In certain ways, yes. But in certain ways, the prequels were more palatable than 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 the Disney movies. So, I mean, you know, they'll never be the original trilogy. And what I think everybody fails to remember is that, you know, Rogue One wasn't an original trilogy movie, but that movie blew away any of these Disney movies. And really the prequels, if you ask me. And I'm also the guy who feels the same way about Solo. Um in that for that matter by the way i don't know if you saw i posted um a link i think on our facebook page to or you can google it and check it out the something something cast um the episode of their show that i did mm -hmm. where i defended uh the movie solo uh, um yeah so you can go check that out the point i'm making is those two films are not originally tri original trilogy films but they were better than both the prequels and the disney sequels so you know like i i think there's a lot to be said there and i'm really interested in hearing those perspectives i think it's brave of them to do that and it's very very interesting to find out how sort of not really sure what the fuck they were doing yeah because that does come across on the film so oh, it's interesting that it was behind the scenes the same way so yeah you know i saw interviews with like kathleen kennedy where they're asking oh was palpatine like a planned angle and she's like oh yes for sure this has been in the blueprints for a long time <laughs> well apparently bullshit it has not been in the blueprints for a long time it was in the blueprints at 12 o'clock last night when you're getting your paper turned in <laughs> like the fact that John Boyega felt, you know, they don't know what the fuck they're doing with my character. And Daisy Ridley apparently also says they didn't know what the fuck they're doing with my character. What the yeah. fuck are they doing with the movies? The, are we going to wait another week and then uh, Poe Dameron's character is going to come out and say, they didn't know what to do with my character either. Are they just saying this? Or as, a, as the evidence seems to show, did they really not know what they're doing? Did they the just evidence, buy Star Wars for money? The evidence is right in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. They, they bought the IP of Star Wars because they knew it would make money. Literally. I, I, I In fairness, in fairness, Kathleen yes. Kennedy has been associated for a long time. You know, like a long time. I know. You know but... So it's not like she just was dumped in there, you know, by Disney to kind of uh, churn the money wheel. I don't agree with that. Right. Uh, what, what I don't agree or, or, or where I think my problem lies is in the fact that in their rush, I mean, let's not forget Disney paid four B with the B, you know, billion with the B yeah. dollars for Star Wars. And I'm quite sure they were like, 
yo, we got to get this money back. We mm-hmm. got to put something up there. I'm not saying it was rushed. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I think there were a crap amount of choices that were shortchanged. And then they were just catching up. And then rather than having J.J. do all three films so that you're kind of sort of having a consistency through the movies, they let that demon do the middle one and then just was kind of like, do whatever you want to do. And he did, and we're all paying the price for it. Force Awakens wasn't great, but the two that followed it could have been because they could have learned the lessons of Force Awakens and not not have become really crappy films. They just didn't. You know, it, it's, it's a shame that the Disney trilogy is it just missed the mark on so many it's a shame because you know we've been waiting so long for just something i feel like you know after the prequels people had such like i feel like a bad taste in their mouth from Star oh, yeah. Wars. so to come back with i don't want to say three stinkers but you know not what we were expecting it's just you a know, shame but they were riding a wave sandwich they were riding the wave of uh, Clone Wars being extraordinarily popular. They were riding the wave of, you know, uh, I don't think, was Rebels even going then? I don't know. They were riding a wave of expectation. They were riding a wave of, of uh, uh, you, you know, the toys still being the leader in the boys' market. Like, all of those things that were happening when, when the sale uh, to Disney occurred, and they put Force Awakens sort of into the, all right, what are we going to do? You know, like when all that was churning around, there was a lot of good, positive Star Wars stuff kind of going on. It was a lot of like, now's the time, kind of. And, you know, all right, they they came out of the gate pretty weak, but they could have slaughtered it with the second two movies if they weren't shortcutting and they weren't making just pointless awful choices jj abrams should be ashamed of episode nine ashamed because it's dreadful you know and 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 just as in my opinion just as much as uh you know what's his name uh remember that ryan, guy is it directed ryan, episode- is it ryan johnson ryan 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 johnson uh just as much as ryan johnson should be ashamed of the last jedi yeah, um, you know, the, the, there's yeah. there's shame to go around. JJ had a lot of pressure for Force Awakens just to come to the table, and he did. He came to the table, you know. But the two that followed, yikes! I just will, yikes! I will say that uh, Johnson's follow-up, ironically for Knives Out, that was a fantastic film. It was. It that was great. It uh, was. I mean, you know what it wasn't? You know what it wasn't though? What well, was? A Star Wars movie. This is true. This is true. I mean, it's a totally different Thanks. genre, totally different uh, approach. But it was not great. for everyone. It's a great movie, though. It's it's, it's not out. Star Wars filmmaking is not for everyone. Totally agree. You totally agree. Take, yeah. You cannot take a Woody Allen and say, "Do it. Let's see your Star Wars movie." That mm-hmm. just doesn't happen. I'm not comparing. Ryan Johnson to, to Woody Allen and Woody Allen is just the first person I came to mind. So if you feel like giving me crap about bringing up Woody Allen, give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Here, I'll give you another one. Just random. Roman Polanski. 
Just Roman Polanski. Here's your do your. Oh, I guess that one's controversial too. Uh, <laughs> how about, or you how know, about like just? How about this? James Gunn. He's done so many smaller movies, and then he does Guardians of the James, Galaxy. Perfect. Uh, so that's a good example, example of someone who can kind of do like a, yep. a combination uh, there. But l- yeah. let me ask you, let me ask you guys this, because uh, obviously I know how you're feeling about these these main films. Do you feel like, uh, and let's not give Sandwich too hard of a time here, but do you think... Oh, wait. D- I just want to settle prepare in. Prepare yourself. Go ahead. Do you think Disney's making up for it a little bit with the way that they're uh, putting the Star Wars attractions in its parks, at least? Are, are you at least con- content with the way they're doing that? But, but forget the whole COVID situation right now. But do you think that's at least being handled properly? Yeah, go ahead, Sandwich. Why don't you tell us all about it? Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, you know, you don't have to give me that. You know, we could just talk about things and, and not bring it up every time. Um, I feel like I'm still hurt. I don't want to say really fixes. I'm sorry. We'll have a discussion about it later. No, we not won't. not in front of the kids, please. <laughs> Do we lose you there? <laughs> you know, no. I, I, okay, there you personally, go. this is me as me. I, no, I'm here. I'm I'm trying to collect. I'm trying to collect my thoughts, and I think Kev is just but waiting. While you collect your thoughts, what uh, I'll say is. <laughs> What I'll say is it's been yeah. since the purchase of uh, it's been since the purchase of Star Wars that Disney has wanted to do this. And they started doing it years ago, even before they owned Star Wars, you know, with the ride and this and that and the other thing, you know, the, the you, you know, you remember the ride and all that. They, they've been Star doing Wars. this for a while. Yeah. Star Wars. Thank you. So it's you know, this this is something Disney's been itching to do for a long time. And the fact that they've done it and the fact that they did the shit out of it, apparently, from what I hear from sources who went there and offered to get me things if I wanted them, those people told me that it was actually an amazing experience. So do I think they're making up for terrible movies? No, because this was in process before that. Do I think that they're lucky that those experiences in the parks are great? You're damn right they're lucky because if they had shitty park experiences and shitty movies, you know, like they, they don't have a lot of entertainment left to burn. Mm-hmm. However, what they didn't have at the time, uh, Mr. Monty was the Mandalorian was TV. You know, they had animated. Yes. But that animated tends to go gravitate towards children and gravitate towards really deep end fans. Okay. So, you know, we're the guys looking at the nitty gritty and learning the names of all the clone troopers and all the episodes, you know, like those kind of fans and kids. Um, So that wasn't really, you know, no one would consider that, you know, say an adult, you know, sort of an adult draw for Star Wars. So TV, I think, is is what's going to save Star Wars. The Mandalorian, I think, is what's going to save Star Wars. And if, if I can add one more thing, the fact that Rogue One and Solo were amazing, amazing, amazing movies and came out of Disney proves that it can be done. It just wasn't done in their Skywalker uh, sequels. That's all. Okay. Uh, we have a little bit more Star Wars to hit on. Uh, Lego is releasing a uh, Cantina set. Uh, the Twitter post says it's going to have 3,187 pieces, 21 minifigures, and endless adventure. Um, How can they quantify endless adventure? Um, you know what? Uh, we're going to have to read the label on the box to, to find out. 
Uh, it says that you can order now for three hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, I feel like that might have been had, uh... And Ooh. will be available October first. Um, I mean, I like. I think Lego's fine. I, I think their stuff's way too expensive for what it is. Like, I was gonna get the the Lego Ghostbuster uh, headquarters, but as soon as I saw the price tag, I was like, nope. Um, but what do you guys think about this? What's your take, Kev? You know, uh, first I was of really all, excited I think... for this Star Wars. You go, Kev. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump in front of you. No, what? Well, I didn't no, mean to jump ahead. in front of you. You go. No, no, you go. I was saying I was really excited for this thing until I heard the price tag of three hundred and fifteen dollars. Because <laughs> if who is this for? Is this for kids or collectors? Because I feel like even if you're a Star Wars Lego collector, three hundred fifteen dollars for a Lego set with some figures is ridiculous. It doesn't yeah. even approach. There's, there's no the there's, most expensive Star Wars yeah. set. Doesn't even approach it. I know, so, but I, just, I imagine. I'm just saying it sounds ridiculous. I, I, I don't. You know what? At this point, if you're a Lego collector of any kind, Star Wars or Marvel or anything, you're already used to this pricing. You, you pace yourself for it. You, you know. I don't think, and this is just my opinion. I don't really think you can be an effective Lego collector. And also collect anything else. I just don't think you can do it. Have absorbed your wallet, if you will. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't know enough about collecting Legos. I really don't. I've only ever been to like, the Lego stores where I see the obnoxious you know, sets they have there. But $215 sounds like a lot. It's also an, a massive play set as well. So... You know, there there is that to consider. It's not like it's, you know, just sort of a ship. You know, there's a lot of playability, I imagine, in there. So, you know, I, I and the minifigures and all that, you know, they've already done. I feel like they already did a smaller cantina set. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure they did several years ago. Um, so I, I get it. The price isn't what's throwing me. You know, the, uh, I just and. In fact, I like the whole idea of it. The cantina is an iconic place. You know, they're kind of building out the, you know, sort of the entirety of the cantina. You got all those minifigures and everything else. I think it's probably a good deal. That's somebody's Christmas, like their big, some kid or adult collector. Uh, that's like their big Christmas present. For sure. the way I look at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Dom, you know what to get Kev for Christmas then? No, 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 not not my bag, boys, okay, not okay. my bag. Okay. He's, he's not a Lego collector. I, I do want to say this. You know, we are now overdue for an announcement from Hasbro about the next HasLab Star Wars project. Um, they said that announcement was going to come, I'm pretty sure, that, oh, maybe they said by the end of September. Maybe that's what it was. Um, mm -hmm. So by the end of this month, we should know what the newest HasLab Star Wars project will be. The first one you'll recall was the Katana, which was Jabba's sail barge, um, which was an enormous hit. Oh, yeah. That um, most re recently, yeah. We, we have been talking about the Marvel Legends uh, Sentinels, the 23, 26 inch, whatever they are, Sentinels. Um, that also was a, a door buster, if, if ever there was one. The thing funded in two days or half, two and a half days, whatever it was. 
uh, and then went on to continue funding for the entirety of the time. So um, I'm really excited. Lego's great. If I was a Lego guy, I'd be on it. I'd be down with it. But I'm more of an action figure guy. The rumor is it's going to be the vintage collection, which is three and three quarter figures. Fingers crossed um, and that it that whatever this has lab projects going to be, it's going to be based in, in, in that scale. I'm really excited to see what it is. I'm also terrified to see what it is because <laughs> the last play set that they put out was I, I think. Did we talk about this on the show? Don't the um, the uh, carbon freeze chamber play uh, set. Yeah, we're Holy shit. the cup what and, a, a and, and, and garbage plastic that thing. rings and yeah, you need two of them to yeah. really sort of make it and make what it's it's a set of stairs that go to nowhere, and if you get <laughs> two of them, you got two stairs going. So I'm rightfully excited and I'm rightfully skeptical and scared about what the Haslab project might be. All right, we have I've at least a few more things to hit before we go to break. Uh, really quickly, The Walking Dead to end uh, uh, after, God, it feels like forever. I think the show's been around for like, what, 30 years or so? Did they really announce an end? Uh, AMC has announced that it will end after its expanded uh, 11th season, which wow. is going to have 24 episodes spanning over two years. Uh, oh. So, which will run through late 2022. So let's um, be honest, then. We're looking at 12 seasons, normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But depending how you want to look at it, because uh, they will, they already greenlit some spinoffs uh, with Daryl and Carol. Yeah, that was that was. Yeah, I kind of saw that they were going to do something like that. Okay. Plus, Andrew Lincoln, uh, who played Rick Grimes. Um, there's also something in the works for him, which initially it was thought was going to be a, a theatrical movie which now may not be a theatrical movie and you know that they're going to have some kind of way of sort of reuniting all those people. At least that's the way I think it's going to go. And they're not going to be lagging for shows because in addition to um, what the West coast sort of version of the walking dead uh, fear the walking dead, they now have that new one that's starting. I don't think it's started yet. I think it starts pretty soon about it's about a group of kids but these kids were all born after the event happened. So they've not known a world without zombies. So they've grown up sort of in this zombie, you know, in this apocalypse, if you will. Uh -huh. And then they're going off on some sort of adventure to save somebody or something. I can't remember what that one's called, but I'm actually looking forward to that. I'm a fan of the Walking Dead TV show, the comic book. I try so hard with Fear the Walking Dead, and it just, and I just, it doesn't really, I don't know why. It's just not as engaging as the other one. I don't know. It's so, but I'm, I, I'm still getting through it. Mm -hmm. I just don't like it that much. It's so funny, too, because um, I, love the, I love the comic book. I read all of the comics. Uh, I thought the way they ended it was fantastic. I like the way how they didn't announce that they were ending it. They just kind of did it, uh, which was awesome. And, um, uh, you know I love horror, but I just can never get into this show, and I don't really have a good reason. I, 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 I kind of have an idea just based on the fact that I love the comic book so much. I couldn't get that out of my head, and I didn't like the way they did the zombies in the show. Um, I, I actually have to give it like another, I would have to give it like season one another try. But I tried after like four or five seasons. Like I watched to the end of the jail season, whenever the hell that was. 
Uh, yeah. And then I just kind of couldn't continue it. But you know, um, once once it has a finite end, Nick, mm-hmm. you might want to sit down and just work your way through the whole thing again. And I, I thought about. I would view it differently. I would I would consider just kind of like muscle through all of them and everything yeah. like that. Um. Moving it should on. be noted, Nick. Yeah. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, since we're on the topic of The Walking Dead. They are actually going back now and re-releasing all the issues, but in full color. Yeah. I already own them all, so I wouldn't. I, I, I'm the same. I own them all. Um, you know, the, the version of Walking Dead that I read is the hardcover oversized. You know those? Yep. yep those are so, super, I think they're like 50, 49 issues uh a hardcover, something like that. The real on, yeah, but they're, the, they're the larger ones, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The format's larger. Yeah, if they do those in color, I'll get them and I'll read it again in color because mm-hmm. that's the format that I like. I don't know. I just liked, uh, um, I just is it Charlie Allard? I think that's the artist. Yeah, I, I really I enjoy the way that he's uh drawn the book and I would like to see what his work looks like his walking dead uh, work looks like in color. So yeah, I will get those mm-hmm. if they do them in that size, but I'm not going to get single issues. I doubt I would spend the money to get trades just for color, yeah. but if it's something special like that, yeah, I probably would. The only thing I would, I would consider is if they had like a, for lack of a better term, like a masterclass kind of book on like the approach of how they, they created the story, how they wrote it, how they yeah. drew it, the, the business and making of yeah and well, the making of right it's it's beyond the making of it's almost almost like the business of it because in the last episode the last episode the last issue uh um Kirkman talks about how he wrote it a certain way to to fit graphic novel formats and how like kind of going above and beyond with that and I feel like they, he had more information to tell so that's why I kind of would like a a masterclass so to speak if there is a sure on how it was all created. Um, really quickly, because this happened, I believe it was the day after we recorded last week. Um, Robert Pattinson has COVID-19 and the productions of Batman has been shut down because of it. Um, no update on how he is doing or who else may have been impacted, but, uh, God only knows how many people are probably on that set. How many people could have been, could be at risk rather, uh, or how he, you know, even got it. So, um. We'll see what happens. It's just another one of those things where, um, unfortunately, people are going to be, or movies rather, are going to be delayed and there's going to be issues because of COVID and we just have to kind of deal with it. Honestly, I think for the next two years, we may we kind of have to uh, plan stuff like that. So um, there's that. Um, Watch for changes. That should be literally the slogan of 2020 and 2021. Um, Watch for changes. That, and that can be our title of our show today. Um, oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, I want to hit two quick stories, uh, and then we have a product and some video game stuff uh, for the second half to talk about. Um, Wonderful. And it's all Ryan Reynolds about how he's just fucking amazing. Um, first off, he there was a cosplayer on social media. I believe it was on Instagram. Uh, it was a burn victim who cosplayed yes. as uh, Deadpool, uh, who did a whole bunch with of the mask off. Yep, who did a whole bunch of different poses. Um, and it was, uh, really just great because it not only were the pictures funny, um, because it's, you know, Deadpool, um, not only were, were, there's a lot of support at the same time, but he replied back, uh, Ryan Reynolds replied to him something along the lines of saying like, uh, I could do a split just like that, but it has to be in the emergency room of the hospital or something like yeah, that, he, or the lobby of the hospital. He was just really yeah, supportive. It, it made his year. Yeah. 
that this guy was out there. And the guy is a burn victim. He was burnt as a child, something like eight years old or something like uh, that, tragic. over 95% of his body. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that maybe don't know a lot about, you know, that sort of burn stuff, not a lot of people live through that. So you can imagine he's had quite a rough road. Yeah. Uh, the other story that, uh, and this, this was one of the things that made me think like, God bless Ryan Reynolds and something good about 2020. Uh, he brought back Rick Moranis for a new Mint Mobile ad. Uh, the Mint Mobile, for those who don't know, is just like a, a cell phone service. I think it was like for like just a simple $30 a month plan. Uh, he talks, Ryan Reynolds is talking about in the commercial. Rick Moranis comes on saying, okay, you have me here. What do you want me to do? And he goes, I'm just a really big fan and I just want you to be here. I'm just thrilled uh, that you did uh, this. And that's really the, the I haven't seen that, it. but I'm going to look it up immediately. I, and Rick is just kind of standing there like, really and and ryan's looking over at him like like an excited little kid seeing santa claus at the mall or something like that or, or just now you know why him. he did it right because they're both canadians that's it <laughs> but you got it it was just so you know it's funny um someone said something along the lines of like uh uh ron reynolds did something that uh Aykroyd and reitman couldn't do which is yeah. bring him back, which is kind of true. And even yeah. Ryan replied on Twitter saying, he's like, I couldn't believe it when he said yes to the ad. I, I, think it's, I think it's worth noting here that, I mean, and in all, as serious as I can be, we don't know that he's not in it. We don't know that there's no cameo uh, uh, from that character in the movie. Well, they're, we talking, about the, they're talking about the last ghost, but the female Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, no, 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 not that one. I mean, the one that's coming up. We yeah. don't know that he's not in it. Yeah, who And, knows? you know, everybody said he, he's not doing anything for it. He's, he's not coming out of retirement for it. But you know what? This is now the second thing in a short amount of time. Yep. The first of which was that Disney prop show mm -hmm. where he appeared on that Disney prop show. Which is more documentary-ish kind yes. of thing. But still, he was there. He, but he was there, and now this, mm -hmm. this thing with Ryan Reynolds, if he's slowly kind of just, you know, just slowly moving himself back out there, mm -hmm. doing something like a cameo in a Ghostbusters movie, and, and again, could be the most secret cameo of all time, um, I, I, I wouldn't rule that out until we've seen the movie. I so. will say that, uh, and I know this is like really just reaching for a dream right here. If there's ever a, a Ryan Reynolds and Rick Moranis movie in our future, I mean, just take <laughs> shut up and take my money. That would just be freaking glorious. I will. I mean, but that's it. I'll take any kind of Rick Moranis glorious. movie at this point. Um, yeah. So that was just some some good news to share about 2020. Uh, but Big Kev, sir, we we have uh, some gaming stuff that Dominic uh, Sandwich wants to talk about, and we we have some product that you want to talk about. So why don't you take us? Dominic, ah, oh, Dominic, uh, <laughs> our bubby. Let him go. Let him go. With that, we will let him alone. An only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode six hundred and four. The one we're supposedly calling Watch for Changes, although I really think we've used that somewhere else. And we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? 
Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hey, this is Joe Bob Briggs, the world's greatest drive-in movie critic. Well, actually, the world's only drive-in movie critic, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Live from Studio M, the sandwich shop, and Big Kev Funa Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a lighted bar to D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position, the laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their premium offer. You get 118 scale hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. Kind of a big deal. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to the parts of your the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movie, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month, as well having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Well done, Mr. Sandwich. Every week is an improvement. Thank you. You're goddamn pro sandwich. Um, all right, no, so we have. I don't go, listen, listen. I don't. I don't, don't want to bring myself down. I don't want to go that far yet. <laughs> well, no, you are. You, you. I swear to you, you get better every week. Mm-hmm. So thank you. 
Uh, yeah, that's why you're doing it. So we got two things that we would like to hit on today uh, yes. in, this, in this segment here. So first off, we got to talk a little bit of uh, Xbox, which sandwich, it was like, I don't know, eight, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning, and you're texting yeah. us about this goddamn Xbox announcement, which at the point where well, I wasn't even sure if it was even so, 100% so, true. So first, it <laughs> yeah. wasn't even an announcement. It was a leak. True. Very, that's yeah. true, too. Yes. It was a leak. And what it was was it eight o'clock in the morning? Something like that. It was it was early. Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard Time. Two AM here. Just saying. Go on, Dom. <laughs> um, so for for those who don't know, uh Xbox and Microsoft came out and they kind of had they, it got leaked and then they officially announced uh that they're coming out with two new consoles. November two. 10th, two consoles. We'll go into that in a little bit. Uh, the Xbox Series X, which is going for four ninety nine, five hundred bucks, and the Xbox Series S going for two ninety nine, ninety nine. So which what that these one's are digital, right? That one's all digital, no disc. Okay. Uh, smaller, and then it also doesn't support four K. Okay. So that's something we'll talk about real quick. So. Some of the differences, obviously, price. Price is a big difference, uh, and you'll notice that because, like I said, one's three hundred bucks, much more affordable. One's five hundred bucks. Not that it's unaffordable, but definitely a little expensive. The stock standard that we've seen past couple years for a new console about five hundred bucks. Correct me if I'm wrong. Out of the gate, yes. So, uh, some things I noticed: uh, the Xbox Series S, which is a three hundred dollar model. First of all, very it's a very small, compact console. Uh, I have the Xbox One X. That's a very for me. It's a small console, so this piece of hardware is smaller than almost the controller. It's a very small piece of hardware, and it packs a lot of power in it. With that said, though, it does not support uh, 4K gaming, which for, for me that's not a big turnaway. It also, I think, has kind of like lower processing rates and some. Lower hardware, yes, Kev. Yeah, I would like to address that because I think that's their mistake right there. That's well, their I... mistake, which doesn't make that console a long term console because everything you know, TVs are now moving into 4K like as standard, mm -hmm. so you won't get a 4K experience coming out of that S. I don't understand why they did that. What did it really would it really have cost them that much to put the proper processors in there in order for it to reach 4K? I get everybody doesn't have 4K yet. But let's be honest, in 5 years everyone's going to have 4K and they're not going to, you know, I mean, I'm sure there'll be an updated version that comes out in two years. Mm -hmm. It'll probably be the same size, maybe a little more expensive. That supports 4K. I'm saying that now on this date, September the 9th, 2020, there's going to be an updated version of that that comes out that supports 4K so that it can go longer. The fact that it's all digital, I think, is really great in one sense. In another sense... You know, it, it that's a huge plus where I think the 4K is a huge loss. So let me let me yeah. let me just bounce off of that aspect really quickly. Uh, one aspect I don't yes, it would be nice to have 4K, but I think um, at a time 
where uh, because of COVID-19, so many people are going to be impacted financially and who knows what's going to happen with their jobs for the future. Uh, I think if this is something that's successful for them, for, for Microsoft for 12 months, maybe a year and a half, uh, for those people who are looking just to kind of save just a little bit, uh, I, a good th point. I think I think it will be good enough just for that window span. It doesn't need to be something that's going to last for two years, three years down the road, unless they do an upgrade, which you know they've been known to do. But I think if it's something for just the interim, um, it's a good accessory. I don't, no, not accessory, but it, it's something to uh, complement the current environment that's happening right now in our country and around the world. Yeah. I think that's accidental, though. I, I mean, I, I don't think they were in the planning stages of this during COVID, you know. And and so, I mean, I, I'm with you. I think you're, I think you're spot on with what you're saying about it. What I'm thinking is the thinking was before COVID, and the thinking that, well, you know, we're going to put out a system that doesn't support 4K gaming when most of the television industry, I, and what I mean by that is the the actual physical TVs, most of them are moving into 4K and screens and, and all those sorts of things. So, you know, that that's kind of where I was coming from. Mm -hmm. But what else do you got, Sandwich, on that? Um, in regards to the Xboxes? Yes, sir. Um, sure. I, I, I'll be honest. I'm not really good with uh, techno jargon. So <laughs> Most people aren't, so that's okay. So, so uh, the 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 one there is one that's coming with a CD player or a DVD or whatever. I think the Xbox yes. S version is coming with uh, a the, disc reader, the expensive one. Okay. Yes. So, um, so I'm just trying to budget now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is important to point out though that pre-orders are starting on September 22nd, uh, as it launches on November 10th. Um, I think what we're going to do is we're going to get a few more details as we are getting a little bit closer to those dates. Um, but I, I don't know. Guys, I got to be honest. Like I know, uh, Kev, you busted me my chops about being a, more of a PlayStation guy. Um, but I got to be honest with the way that they've kind of unveiled their games and everything. Like I'm a little bit more excited for the Xbox side of things uh, than anything. The only question I have is like, should I go Xbox instead of a PC? That's the only, you know, that would be more of a question yeah. for myself. Yeah, that's that's kind of where everybody is at right now. They're at the point where that's the kind of decision that they're making mm -hmm. is do I go Xbox or do I just simply build? I mean, you know, for the, for the kind of money, maybe a little bit more, you're going to build a machine that's, you can have a machine built that's probably going to be, that probably is going to outperform the Xbox, if mm -hmm. we're being honest. Um, and yeah, so I think that's a viable question. Um, I'm waiting now to hear what PlayStation, how they exactly. respond. And I'm guessing, I was thinking that new PlayStation was going to be six. That was my guess. I'm wondering if that's true or higher. I like 649. I'm wondering if that's true or if they're going to try to match xbox and put the system out for 500 i think that's going to be a really interesting announcement when it comes and we'll bring it to you right here on geek stuff tng i mean if if you think about it like monty said before and we highlighted the way the state of the world is people are financially strapped so if you're playstation can you even logistically go any higher than xbox even 50 dollars people are really you know 
Yeah. They're trying to cut the fat where they can. So yep. will people really justify getting a PlayStation, even if it is like 50 more bucks where you can get an Xbox for, you know, you know, let, let me it, use an analogy. Yeah. Let me use an analogy here, uh, Mr. Sandwich. And that analogy is this. Some people are waiting for the Snyder cut. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's lunatics everywhere. There are rabid, mindless fans who just are like, I can't even play a video game if it's not on the PlayStation. Yeah. And they also say out of the same side of their mouth, I'm waiting for the Snyder cut. That will fix everything. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other I'm, points I, there, Sandwich? Yeah. I'm just, I'm really shocked, honestly. I said it on the show, and I, I'm eating my words a little bit. I did not think they would be able to get this system to 500. So I was genuinely shocked. And then they came out with a 300 dollar model. You know, I I am I was very shocked to see these numbers. I thought it was BS. That's why I didn't believe it until Xbox, the official Xbox Facebook, was saying you know prices are or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's 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 crazy that. They managed to keep it at such a, you know, semi-affordable and, you know, the price has usually been up. But I will say that we did say on the show, um, I mean, granted, this is a leak, but we did say that we're, we weren't going to get pricing until after back to school happened, which happened uh, about a week ago or so. Yeah, we called so that. We, we called that. And this is a leak. So it was going to be held out a little bit longer. They just kind of cashed in and just kind of kept on going with the details after the fact. So yeah. uh, there is that. I know, Big Kev, uh, you you have a product that you would like to talk about, which we are all very excited about. Uh, yes, so so, yes, so this is the San Diego Comic-Con 2020 uh, Diamond Select Exclusive Tron action figure. Um and I think he's probably, he's that diamond select size. Uh, so he's like a seven inch figure. He's not quite Marvel legends and he's not quite, you know what I mean? He's like it, that, that diamond select scale is off. And what I mean by that is it's slightly larger than six inch scale. Um, and this is a figure really interesting. Um, Diamond Select got the Disney license uh, a couple of years ago, and they have gone hip deep in live action Disney uh, stuff, including Black Hole, Tron, Rocketeer, um, uh, and some other properties as well that they've been putting out products for. Um, you know, they've been promoting these products for about a year, and that you know they're all kind of starting to come out. This one kind of hit me out of left field, though. I didn't know this one was coming. So there is a version of the Tron poster. And uh, for those of you that are uh, looking at this on Instagram, I'm going to have Mr. Sandwich hold up. Nope. <laughs> Try the other side. Oh, no. It doesn't have it on there? Oh, that's weird. Oh, yeah. It's that, it's that picture on the back corner. Nope. On the back. On the back. And, yeah. In that upper corner there. Can you? Yeah, that one. Can you like get that closer to your camera so I can see if that's yeah. So that shot right there is an obscure Tron image. I don't really know the origin of it, but what I, I understand is that it was mistakenly released in some fashion or other um, with the colors being all like you see, which are of course not the Tron 
uh, colors. Um, and so Diamond Select, in conjunction with Entertainment Earth, uh, decided to produce this figure. Now, this is technically the fifth, fifth, five, fifth figure in the Tron line. Yeah, thanks, Sandwich. Yeah, that looks really good. Um, it's the fifth figure because they did, uh, initially, they did Flynn, Tron, and Sark, um, uh, who are kind of the main guys in the film. They did a second version of Flynn where all of his programming coloring is red, um, which is from a scene that happens in the movie. And now we have Tron from the wrongly colored or obscure colored image. Uh, Dom, can you give us a little, can you just uh, read the text on the back there and see if it gives any information about that image while I go on? Um, uh, do they have do they have something there on it? No. It's just, just talking about Tron the movie. Yeah. Okay. So um, they decided this was a good opportunity for them to put this figure out, and they've done a couple of really cute cute things here as well. Besides taking a really obscure image of Tron and making it a figure, they've packaged it as Sandwich will now show us. They've packaged it in an old VHS clamshell packaging which i love this look yeah so yeah and that's really kind of a really nice throwback a lot of people's first experience with tron was seeing it on vhs so so there you go sandwich being one when you open uh the clamshell packaging it even makes that sound which means one day eventually it will crack and break um, <laughs> you have a little insert on the top there a uh, little paper insert that makes it that that looks like a VHS cassette, uh, and if you remove that, Mister Sandwich, right? So, what's on the back of there? Is there like actual information on the back of that? Sheet? Collect, collect them all. Collect them all. Is it and is it have photos? Oh yeah. See, so there's the four ones that I mentioned. With this being the fifth, but I really hope they're going to do more than these four. Um, uh, and then hold up the uh, the package here, Mr. Sandwich. Let's have a look at that lovely figure. So there he is uh, on the right. Maybe you can hold it a little uh, closer. There we go. So the obscure coloring. Um, so it's basically just a straight reissue of the Tron figure with the uh, alternate coloring from that image. Um, you see a couple of extra hands there. I'm sure... Um, you know, they, they have various purposes with the accessories that come in the lid, Mr. Sandwich. So there's some identity discs and there's some disc effects there as well. Um, those actually, if you are a poser guy who really, really is good at posing your figures, you can make some really tremendous poses with the like of those accessories right there. So um, that's really, really exciting. And I have to say, I'm not always a big fan of Diamond Select. I've, I've said this in the past. I don't understand why they bucked the system. Uh, rather, I do know why they bucked the system to do larger figures, because that's how they get to do them, um, at least uh, from the perspective of Marvel and DC. Um, but the fact that they are actually doing some really great stuff with, with some more um, some would say obscure. I would say classic. Um, 
uh, uh, franchises like Tron, like Rocketeer, and like Black Hole, I'm really excited to see when they really knock it out, they really knock it out. And this figure is an example of that. So I don't know if these are sold out. I know they were sold out at one point. You can go over to Entertainment Earth and check it out. I'm sure it's in the $20-odd range. Well worth it if they still have it. If you're a Tron fan, what you're really going to love here is how they've taken such an obscure image and given you a really fine product for your Tron display. Um, yeah, really excited about that. I really, truly, honestly wish and hope that they release more Tron stuff. I'd like to see light cycles in this scale. I'd like to see, like, Yuri and some of the other characters, Ram. I'd like to see some of those guys, a guard, you know, like the bad guys that were wearing the football shoulders with the staff. I'd like to see those done. That would be really great. I would probably army build a few of those. Just saying, I don't have any problem. I can quit anytime I want. Um, but that said, this is the San Diego Comic-Con 2020 um, um, exclusive Tron from Entertainment Earth and our uh, Diamond Select. So, yeah, really, really nice product. Packaging's really great. Figure's really great. Yeah, really excited about that one. So I will say yeah. the, uh, the packaging alone... Uh, I'd be a fan if they were just more toys that kind of came out with that style packaging. Um, because, I mean, it's just nostalgic and it fits so nicely on a shelf at the same time. So it works out oh, perfectly. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. so I mean, I, would, I wouldn't display it in that packaging, but I would probably display that packaging somewhere, like maybe in the back of my Tron display. But that's the kind of figure, Nick, my opinion, that's the kind of figure. And with those accessories... You want to pose that motherfucker. I, I think I, I think it kind of works also like if you're into the uh, actually having the physical media at the same time. Like it would look yes. nice like if you kind of pose it with your Blu-rays, DVDs, the old VHSs, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think that gives you a lot of kind of freedom in that aspect at the exact same time. So, um, yeah, that's just uh, my, my two bits there. I think it looks pretty. I think it looks pretty swell. Yeah, I think if I was going to do a Tron display, which eventually someday I I hope to do. Um, I think that's exact. I think I would kind of put the physical media sort of at the back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't really use the physical media anymore. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it, well, it's on Disney Plus. Number one. Number two. I'm pretty sure I have a digital version of the original and the sequel uh, on some digital service, probably Apple that I that I own. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't really need the physical media per se. Which means it would be nice to display the physical media sort of at the back. But that's a big display, boys, because, one, you have the 1983 Tomy line. You have, uh, you know, you have a, um, a line was done in Japan for Tron as well. So mm -hmm. there's those if you collect those. There was the re redo of the 83 Tomies that was done by Mezco. Was it Mezco or NECA? NECA. It was NECA. Um, it was done by NECA. So you have the NECA ones, and then they added some new pieces in there as well. So there's mm -hmm. those. You have the uh, the Diamond Select. Obviously, you have those uh, those pieces. You have the Tron 2.0 action figures, which were based on a video game that no one played, but they did make action figures for it. Everyone thought it was going to be the sequel. It wasn't. And then you actually have all of the stuff 
that came out for Tron Legacy, of which there is a ton in three different scales, three and three quarters, six inch, 12 inch. So, yeah, I mean, that could, and, and role play as well, because they had identity discs, uh, full size ones as well that lit up and everything. I really love those legacy toys when mm-hmm. they came out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think as as, you know, displays go, getting your physical media in there that you're not using, if you still have it. Probably a great idea. Yeah, to each display. to each their own everything. And chances oh, are, yeah. chances yeah. are, if you let's be, I think like if you're buying Tron, you still have a uh, a decent amount of physical media, or at least you were at one point, probably. So true. Uh, there is that. But uh, boys, we uh, we're kind of up against the gun, the clock here. Uh, so you can reach us each and every day over at a brand new special website, GeekStuffTNG.com, Ooh. which is also oh, fancy. Yes. Uh, we're yeah. uh, also at Geeks of TNG on Instagram, on Facebook, and on the Twitters. Uh, you can find me online as Monty's Mayhem. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and uh, the YouTube. Uh, Mr. Kevin, sir. You can find me on the old Xbox One <laughs> network. The old Xbox uh, One. As, Geeks, uh, as Big Kev GS, uh, where myself and a cast of zany characters are trying to bring law and order to a lawless West. Oh, you went Sometimes back to special guest starring uh, the sandwich. Ooh. Although actually, did I, did I ever talk about this on the show? We actually named the camp dog sandwich yeah. because the actual sandwich was so inconsistent Aww. with playing. So we named the camp dog sandwich so that he's always there with us. Oh, in spirit. That's sad. Uh, yes. So that's what we, yes. And yes, we are playing it, uh, sandwich. Uh, so, uh, there, and then BK geek stuff, uh, everywhere else. Uh, and you should definitely be checking out, um, the show's, uh, social media. I just want to put in an extra plug for that. Put a lot of stuff on Facebook, uh, more stuff on Instagram and Twitter is happening. So, you know, we're, we're finally, uh, uh getting our, our feet wet with the social media. So be a part of it. Why not? Sweet. Um, and oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to let Dom uh, do do his before I before I make this special announcement. Go, Dom. All right. Uh, you can find me on the Instagram and at some point maybe Xbox at <laughs> One X maybe or whatever it's called Xbox Series X. So I got to wait till November now. Yeah, at Fat Dumbledore. F A T D O M B L E D O R E. Beautiful. Hey. And Funny Kevin, as the day what, it was created. And what did you? What, what do you want? This big announcement you want for us? Next a... week. Next week. Mm-hmm. Next week. We are starting our tell a friend promotion. Ooh. Which is, we want you to tell a friend who is unaware of Geek Stuff TNG. Turn them on to the show. Get them to listen, and get them to hit us up on social media. Uh, to hit us up uh, on the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Or send us an email saying, hey, so-and-so turned me on to your show and I'm now a listener, and you who turned him on, him or her, or her, onto the show, um, and the person who you turned on to the show will qualify for some special prizes that we're going to be giving away at the uh, middle of October. So you want to be involved in this. Tell a friend about Geek Stuff TNG. So we're going to start that next week. We'll have more information about it. We'll we'll give out all the social medias, all the uh, 
the things you need to get to us, as it were. Hot damn. And with that, Big Kev. With that, uh, Mr. Mayhem, Mr. Sandwich, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG to a close. Episode 604, the one we called, well, well we called it Watch for Changes, but I really think we used that. So but TNG has like... never used it before. Yeah, yeah, oh, whole new catalog. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. All, I guess all we'll call it, what's that sandwich? All the titles just opened up now. We can go back and find the good ones. Yeah, it's too damn hot, number 23. Um, you know, uh, so uh, uh, how about how about, uh, how about this? Changes you will see. We'll just Yoda it up a little bit. Sure. Episode 604, Changes You Will See. Uh, and uh, we will end that show the way we end some, sh- uh, way we end some shows by saying... Good night, OG. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.